You know you get a little groggy after eating too much turkey after Thanksgiving? It holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... We get it. Anyway. WCHV. Chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative and probably sitting there and and the last person I can recall winning an election in Loudoun County um, uh, until now, uh, as uh, Buddha Beberage has finally conceded the Commonwealth's attorney's race there. He is uh, Ken Cuccinelli, uh, former attorney general and state senator from up that neck of the woods. Good morning, Ken. How are you doing, sir? I am doing better than America. Well, we're working you? on that. <laughs> we're working on that part. And, and uh, hey, and America got a little better with Buda being knocked off. I've known Buda for 25 years, and that, she's a good person to lose. Well, that's a well, well turned phrase there, Ken. Uh, Election Transparency Initiative. And and I know that we're ramping up into 2024. What have we seen? What have you seen in 2023 that makes you hopeful that in 2024, it's easy to vote and hard to cheat? Well, obviously, we were hoping to win the two houses in Virginia to undo some of the crazy stuff like a 45-day election that the Democrats have done in Virginia. Uh, that didn't happen. Now Glenn Youngkin's going to have to convince some people. Um, and that's hard to do on their side because of the radicals they tend to elect today. Mm-hmm. But across the country, when you think of the whole picture uh, mm-hmm. and you think of where we were three years ago going into the 2020 election, we are far better off today than we were heading into that 2020 election. Uh, we have banned Zuckerbucks in over half the state. That's the money that Mark Zuckerberg provided to as grants to election offices to essentially turn them into government voter turnout operations, mm-hmm. something that should never happen. I mean, you can dislike political parties, but that is probably the single main job they have is turning people out. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, and for the government to essentially step into that. And, and a lot of people, frankly, were tricked on that and, and they fell for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all wise to it now. And like I said, it's been removed from over half the States, including Almost all of the swing states. Virginia got rid of that, by the way, on a bipartisan basis, as did Pennsylvania on a bipartisan basis, as did Louisiana. And, well, Louisiana did it by ballot measure, actually. Mm -hmm. That was voted through by those people uh, this go-round. Arizona, Georgia, Florida uh, all got rid of Zuckerbucks. So where they didn't, there's an area of concern, is Wisconsin. um, And that's because of the... Democrat governor vetoing it. Right. They uh, passed but, um, you know, I, I just use Zuckerbucks as an example. We've made a lot of other progress. The, the only state I really name that we've taken steps backward in is Michigan. Um, but otherwise, we have really improved things in a lot of states of concern. So we're far better off as we head into 2024 in dealing with the potential for problems, flat-out problems, mm-hmm. and cheating than we were in 2020. And by the way, in Virginia, we can be proud of the what is known around the country as the Virginia Plan, um, which in 2021, a whole bunch of 
entities really led by the Virginia Institute for Public Policy, mm-hmm. um, really organically recruited and trained about 4,000 Virginians to be election officials. And everybody listening can do this today. It has evolved into the Election Integrity Network all over the country, and it, it just swarms election offices with our folks to do yeah. nothing more than to operate the election because every locality in the country does not have enough employees to run elections. When election time rolls around, the whatever they call it there, the clerk of elections or what have you, they hire citizens mm-hmm. in almost all states. I don't know the state that doesn't requires some sort of partisan balance. Um, now that's only required typically when both sides show up and historically our side has not yep. sent as many people to be election officials. So go count the ballots, run the poll books, uh, mm-hmm. you know, do it yourself. That's right. Don't complain about other people doing it. You jumped ahead, Ken. That's because you're smarter than I am, um, because I was going to ask you about the human capital that we saw come to, to bear everywhere, except where they're having a, a massive spasm about it in Buckingham County, where conservatives uh, stepped up and the left had a freak out and called NBC News about it. Um, but aside from that, and we'll 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 fight that battle as we can. Uh, is is that in to me, the the bigger story here is that. Just by being in the room, just by being in the room, uh, people will turn around and walk away with phony baloney ballots. Yeah, so let me give you a former attorney general perspective. Higher penalties don't deter bad behavior. And listen closely to the next two. The probability of getting caught does not deter bad behavior. The belief in the probability of getting caught deters behavior. So when they're all screaming in Bucking, you know, which can't count. Bu- Buckingham, Buckingham County, they're having a big, you know, to all right, do. Buckingham, okay. And, um, you know, they're screaming because Republicans are showing up to run the election and they, they refer to it as invading the election and taking it over and all these things. And we want them to do that. This is a great opportunity for the lamestream media to actually work for us. And the reason it works for us is they freak out their own side. Oh, my gosh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere around every corner, over your shoulder. And if they believe that, remember, it is the belief Mm -hmm. in the probability that you won't get away with it that keeps you from doing it. So I'm perfectly happy to see them stirred up into chicken littles on the other side. And it's one of the few times the lamestream media really ends up doing our work for us um, with their narrative because mm-hmm. they think they're, they're libeling us and they are. Um, but, it, but it works to our advantage in this particular instance. And I'd like them to do it again. Yeah, as long uh, as frankly. we steal ourselves. And that's where we have to. And people like me, it's on me to make sure that we all know that we have each other's sixes metaphorically. Because um, yeah. you know, when, when they go after folks like Ramona Christian, the Buckingham County chair, and say that she's a MAGA January 6th truther or whatever, um, you know, people have to be able to you know have her back and say, no, she's not. Uh, and that's important. Or, or, or she is in tough patooties. See, that's what I always wonder about, Ken. Doing doing her job. Yep. So, let me, 
I want to pivot onto a, a secondary issue about election integrity um, because I, I feel like this is getting lost in the wash and people are like, oh, you're just trying to play politics with things. A uh, special visit with um, the election integrity uh, initiative, Ken Cuccinelli. Too many C's in there like my report card, yep. Ken. Always, uh, it's always been true. Uh, that that uh, we see this case in the 15th Senate District where Senator Ghazala Hajmi uh, lied, uh, unless she's going to come up with some reason that the house she's living in she doesn't own, uh, which certainly creating paperwork might be something they can do. Uh, but when she declared no, that she owned no other real property besides the condo, uh, that she was claiming as her residence in the 15th district, there are people saying, oh, well, we don't want to win just that way. We don't want to do that. And But, but I mean, lying <laughs> still has to have a consequence, doesn't it, Ken? Well, it should. I would say that the residence requirement, because Dave Marsden, who, was, who succeeded me when I became attorney general, had this issue as well. And it was very clear the courts are about as liberal as you can possibly imagine in accepting residency within a district. Um, I mean, we, there were pictures. I was talking to Mark Ovenshain about it recently. He reminded me there were pictures of Dave up in his socks watching TV, you know, in his home outside the district. And, um, and you know, that wasn't good enough. I agree with you that the hook here is truth or falsity. And I would remind folks that in the last 10 years, the Attorney General's Office of Virginia has jurisdiction, co-jurisdiction, over election matters. Mm -hmm. So Attorney General's Office can handle it if they think there's a case there to be made. But I don't want people listening to just look at it and, and say, oh, well, that's obvious because the history of these kinds of cases, and maybe it's because it's the history of Democrats in these kinds of cases, you know, you or I might be nailed for it, but that's not where the precedent comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as, as much as it should work out in the direction um, that this person shouldn't be a state Senator because uh, they don't live in the district or didn't when they filled out the paperwork. Uh, the history in these cases is not doesn't end that way. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your insight on it, I, and it's I, a good I, reminder. Years to go from like three votes a year to three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, and and I do have a friend in the attorney general's office who apparently is the one that all the calls that are going to the attorney general's office are getting forwarded to. Uh, so as Douglas Adams once wrote, I apologize for the inconvenience, but I'll say it again. Call the attorney general's office about this if you think this is a big deal. Um, and uh, somebody who spent four, four years walking around that office uh, knows that, that that happens all the time, doesn't it, Ken? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, they they work for you and they know it. And that's good. Well, thank you for looking into both ends of election integrity, both the people who get onto the ballot and then the people who are uh, adjudicating the uh, legal documents (laughs) known as a ballot. And uh, what is coming up next at the election integrity uh, project? Well, you know, we're at the end of the year. We just We've just jumped on Wisconsin Republicans for trying to advance ranked choice voting. 
Oh, God. It's always a head oh. shaker when we have to get on our own team about doing the left's dirty work for them. Um, and w- as we round the corner on 2024, as you know, legislative sessions will start back up. It's our last chance to get legislative changes that can affect the 2024 election. And candidly, I'm thinking ahead past 2024 because, you know, what I don't want our election integrity effort on the right to become is just a 2024 effort. Part of the reason the left has been so effective in what they've done is they've done it for 20 years. They don't go away after one election, and we need to be looking at standing up permanent institutions. And I think, again, plug at Virginia Institute. I didn't get on here to do this, but no, but um, the setting up that election integrity network and carrying forward the Virginia plan, refining it and taking it around the country is an example of a very permanent no. way to make change in this country. They're in the last I, I knew like 20 states. So uh, that's that's pretty darn good. And they and they, of course, target the the swing states. So uh, that that is a longer look ahead. The shorter look ahead is rounding the corner on the legislature in Virginia, for example, seeing if we can get this daggone 45 day election down to something much shorter, um, because the shorter it is, the easier it is to oversee Mm -hmm. for security and transparency purposes. And for the life of me, you can't make an explanation of why you need 45 days early oh, voting instead of, say, 15. It's yeah, it's um, it's um, insane. Or seven. And, and, of course, then you have 4019 still floating well, out there. there. To be clear, but. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, again, you should you should vote, uh, should vote on it. secretly and in public so that we can know that you're not being coerced. Um, and 4019, I understand that that's uh, the president's executive order, you know, bringing on liquid democracy is still. Uh, floating out there, <laughs> it's still floating around there. They're still hiding what they're trying to do. What he's, what Joe is referring to is Joe Biden's uh, order to, you know, have every federal agency encourage voting. Well, what does that mean? And what it'll probably mean is a government-run Zuckerberg's effort. This is where it's good that the government is incompetent because it will probably <laughs> accomplish nothing. Um, but. But it's still wrong to try yeah. to put their thumb on the scale like they are. True. And, um, and and there are lots of folks fighting it and trying to figure out what they're doing with litigation, the House Republicans. It's coming from every direction. Mm-hmm. Um, trivial fact for the day, uh, you know, you, you we refer to voting, obviously, as a sacred right. It is. But but the private ballot is did not exist at the beginning of our country. For a hundred years, people showed up at the courthouse and they raised their hand about how they want to vote. Um, so everybody in the world knew who you were voting for. Um, so there's your trivial fact for the day. I mean, talk about making ballot security easy. Everybody shows up the same place and you stand in two groups or three, depending on how many candidates there are, to figure out how many votes each candidate gets. Yeah. And everybody can see how many are there at the same time. <laughs> I know I know a lot of union organizers like that system. See, me, I, I like the secret ballot but cast in public so that we know that you're not being coerced. I don't like people going to your door and, and prying your ballot out of your uh, disinterested hands. Um, and I, I appreciate yeah, another item we need to get rid of in Virginia. Yeah. Ballot it's harvesting. A, 
I appreciate the chuckle. I don't know if you know who Charles Dodgson is. You probably more likely than anyone else I talked to, uh, the progenitor of liquid democracy, also wrote uh, under the pseudonym Lewis Carroll a little bit. Um, so these guys are promoting a, a political philosophy written by the same guy that brought us the Queen of Hearts and Alice in Wonderland. Um, so that's it. that could never go badly, Ken. <laughs> No, certainly not. What could go wrong? You have a wonderful Thanksgiving, sir. Thank you for checking in with us on this special visit. Always a pleasure, Joe. Have a great weekend.